point of Adventure Stills, we, you know, we've got kind of six standard products now, and we're aiming to continually improve those, but our really our focus is to go off and do interesting and different things. Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I sit down with Chase and Kelly, two of the three owners from Adventurous Stills in Tempe. We talk about the benefits of the water in Tempe for making spirits, as well as the challenges they face trying to sell top shelf spirits. This is also a video episode. Big shout out to my man, Aaron Marcus from 8AM Films, who's making some awesome video content for this podcast. He's been great at helping build this brand and just a great teammate. So big shout out, Aaron Marcus, 8AM Films. Follow him on Instagram at 8AM Films. Let's tap into Adventurous Stills. All right, so I am in Tempe, um, Adventurous Stills. Adventurous Stills, welcome. Thanks for joining me. We've got Kelly and Chase, two of the three owners, right? Yep. Jeff is on vacation. Jeff is in San Diego learning how how to sail. How to sell? Yeah. Yeah. Coming a seaman. <laughs> oh, sail. I thought you said sell. What? Oh, what? yeah. What? He's learned to sell. Sell. Right. <laughs> we could use that too. But. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining me. This is awesome. Yeah. Great. We, uh, we got a tour. Um, we've got a lineup here. I'm, uh, we won't get into that just yet, but we, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, we have to wait till 11. <laughs> oh, it is 11, actually 11 okay. o'clock. Right oh, dude. Let's that's start drinking. Yeah. On to the vodka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, guys, this is, this is great. So what, why did you guys decide to make alcohol well that's an obvious question right? <laughs> because we can yeah any, any answer needed right. Right. yeah i mean the stories it's kind of a long one i i've been a home brewer for 30 years oh okay and uh you know back in the 90s we talked about <laughs> starting a brewery and yeah it didn't make a lot of sense and and in my view the brewing world has just gotten so populated there's so many people doing beer yeah uh that it just never made sense but a few years back you know, we're kind of some adventurous guys who do a lot of hiking and scuba diving and mountaineering and canyoneering and whatnot. Kind of got in the habit of doing adventures and sitting around a campfire and drinking good booze afterward. Yeah. And uh, one of those points, uh, one of our partners, Steve, said, uh, you know, hey, we should make some rum. And we said, yeah, sure, Steve, whatever. Steve's one of these guys, you know, yeah. <laughs> super fun, uh, always got a wild and crazy idea. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, sure, whatever. And the next time we saw him, he shows up with two of these Alembic pot stills under his, he bought them on eBay, I think, for 300 bucks or something like that. Oh, they're wow. beautiful. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Oh, right over here that's yeah. sitting on the bar. That's, yep. that's nice. That yep. was the first still. And, you know, well, yeah. probably don't write this down anywhere yeah. <laughs> because it's completely illegal to do any of the things that I'm suggesting. But now we have a license, so we're good. Right. We're good. <laughs> we are licensed. They are licensed, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we might have made some rum at some point. And, uh, where it's legal. You guys are in Jamaica, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Of course right. it wasn't. On, on an island. anybody's backyard or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. International waters. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's right. it was in a pool. It's international waters. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we, we made some rum, and you know we had, I think, about five gallons of it. And what okay. do three guys do with five gallons of rum? That's a lot of rum. So sure. We gave a lot of it away, and yeah. people were like, oh, this is great. Yeah. My favorite more. part is it's black, and, and you guys had to be <laughs> it like... It was very dark. I, no, I, no, well, because it was something in the... We the overaged it, yeah. What, is it the aging? I thought it was the water. I thought there was a mineral or something. I think it was that we, so we used a small barrel. We didn't really learn about barrels. Small barrels age much faster. And we yeah. thought it would take six months or something like that. And after three weeks, we checked it and it was black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember coming over and they're like, it's good to drink. We promise. There's nothing wrong with it. It tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. They said that we, you put it through like a two micron filter and it yeah, just filtered camping it filter, out. Yeah. Camping filter actually filtered it out. And then it was pretty darn good after that. Yeah. So we learned something right away. Yeah. And, Interesting. Uh, so we gave a bunch of it away and people said you should make some more. And we didn't want to make rum again. So I made a whiskey and. Uh, that came out also quite good. And at some point along the way, we just had this wild idea that you know, let's, let's make a business out of this. Yeah. And, uh, how long ago was this that you guys originally? So we incorporated in September of 15. Okay. Um, we kind of launched the idea somewhere earlier that summer. Okay. And then, you know, it takes a huge amount of time to, you know, the logistics of, of figuring stuff out and getting through the licensing process and finding a location. That was probably the hardest part. Of finding um, a location that would... Yeah, I mean, uh, we're manufacturing a flammable product, so we yeah. have to be in an industrial zone, which uh, is why we're tucked off in a corner here. Yeah, um, interesting. You know, trying to find an industrial zone with nice commercial frontage is a, is a tall order. Yeah. So we end up in, in you know, and finding a landlord that was dumb enough to take a chance on three guys with a crazy <laughs> idea like this. <laughs> with Are black you, rum. Yeah, but you, yeah, exactly. you guys had money. That's okay. That's all they could. Well, yeah, maybe. Sort of. I'm not sure what happened. Sort of. But, yeah. So it, it took some time to figure that out. Yeah. And uh, But once we kind of got that rolling and, and get through the licensing process... And, so we opened in January of this year. Okay. So we've been open now for nine months and a few days. Well, you, yeah, you, you had your license for almost days, exactly a year. 
Almost exactly a year. It was uh, the 13th of January, kind of an inauspicious day. October. It was our, uh, January was the opening day. Well, right, but you've had your, we've had your, your oh, distilling license. That's true. Yeah, we got our distilling license in October of last year. <laughs> you need so, a timetable on about? the wall. Yeah. To say, yeah to are you drunk, Kelly? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> We're getting there. We're going to get there, yeah. So so this place, like the tasting room and everything's been open since January? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I'm sure you hear this many, many times, but it's, you know, it's a labor of love. You put a huge amount of effort into converting a, a space and trying to get it set up the way you want it, get our equipment in and figure out how to actually make the equipment do something useful. And, yeah. Um, you spent all summer last year. Yeah, it was, yeah, we spent all summer. Like I mentioned, you know, spent a month inside the mash tun with an angle grinder and, and lots of other summer? unfun things. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. With, yeah. with a swamp cooler? Yeah. yeah. It was brutal. It was yeah. probably cooler inside with, with the... You know, then you were outside. It probably sheltered you from that. Well, that's right. Yeah, even with the swamp cooler, it's it's 95 degrees in, in the back, which is, yeah. you know, better than 114 or whatever yeah. it might be. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of work, but, uh, you know, we got something that works. And, you know, kind of when I mentioned when we were doing the tour, we we put virtually everything together with our own sweat, blood, and tears. That impressed and me. Like what the, you the, still, the stills, the mash tun, Jeff put in all the wiring because he's an electrical engineer. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and Kelly have a background in, they're both, they were both mechanics at one point in time. Okay. So they've got a lot of experience with their hands, which I, I appreciate because I couldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an aerospace engineer by day, but I, I couldn't do this. Right. <laughs> Use my hands? What? <laughs> and a hammer? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. yeah I'd love to learn. I wanna, next time we do a still, I'm definitely going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. Another guy to swing the hammer is a great idea. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I want to hear about that. Like, because, I mean, everything back there was, well, I mean, not everything. You guys didn't, you know, make that table, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't make the stainless table. But, right. no. but you have to look around to find stuff we didn't make. That, right, this, this yeah. bar, the bar was made by uh, Jeff and Kelly. They actually rolled the copper. It was actually made by Steve, but okay. Oh. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, one of the, the ex-partners. and made, uh, yeah. made this. Yep. Like, the, yep. the bar top is It's copper, copper just like, it's, yep. It's badass. So the the process of putting that stuff together. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the stills, that was one of the first things we did. It's like, you know, we had this idea that we could make our own stills. And, you know, I, I've got a little bit of background. When I was a kid, I was kind of a hot rod guy. and So I uh, had done some fender repair and that kind of thing. I had an inkling that maybe I could do this. And I happened to have some body tools. And so we bought some little pieces of copper and tried to make those bowls. What did I do with that bowl? Oh, yeah, there's a couple of copper bowls. That yeah. they, that I'll, they go, I'll go grab it. Yeah. Yeah. So we had this you know, piece of two-by-two two sheet of copper, and I cut a circle out of it and spent a couple hours hammering up a piece of a log that I had yeah. left over from a palm tree yeah. and just to see if I could make a curved shape. And sure enough, I could. This is, <laughs> this is kind of a facsimile of a, of, of a, of a still, and yeah. it wasn't that hard. I was like, okay, I think we can do this. Yeah. And that's and, the hardest part is to get the domes. Yeah, to get the dome shape. I mean, uh, you convert this flat sheet of copper into this, you this literally, nice dome. And yeah, it's, I mean, tedious. that took a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, it's very tedious. What I didn't realize is when you scale that up from, you know, what is this, 14 inches to yeah. our stills are 29 inches or 35. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it was, it's a much tougher process. And, you know, we're contemplating our next 500 gallon still, which is, I'm sure, going to be another order of magnitude more. What, what's this one? So we have a 100 gallon still and a 50 gallon still. And, you're and we really it. want to step it up because our mash tun is 500 gallons. Okay. Um, it'd be nice to have that batch size kind of carry through. Yeah. As I mentioned, right now we do small batches, 220 gallons, and we yeah. distill that twice yeah. in the stripping run. So it'd be nice to be able to just do one mash of 500 gallons, distill it down from 500 gallons, and then a, a, a yeah. spirit run after that. So that's where we're looking to go, but efficiency. Yeah, yeah. well, work know, smarter, not harder. Right. There's yeah. there's <laughs> money. Every batch costs money, but what it really costs, in my view, is time. Yeah. And every barrel that you see sitting there is 35 or 40 hours of time. Somebody yeah. sitting here doing the process, babysitting or babysitting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So 500. You're going to do a 500 hand handmade. That's the plan. Yeah, it, you know, it's. it's I, can you call it a plan if there's no timeline? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's it's when the need arises and when we have enough, yeah. you know, enough <clears throat> income and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, exactly. And exactly. then what about the the um, the mash tun? You said too. Yeah, so the mash tun started life in 1954. It's got a pretty cool little brass brass plaque underneath the insulation there oh, wow. from an outfit in New Jersey where it was built. Uh, and it's, it weighs about 1,800 pounds. It's about a quarter of an inch thick all the way around. Okay. It's just a monster. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't really know for sure what it had been doing the prior 70 years, yeah. but it was a mess. It looked horrible, and we spent a huge amount of time getting in there and cleaning it up, you know, polishing the stainless steel down to a food-grade cleanable surface, yeah. welding all the bits, you know, welding a manway, and um, it's got an auger in there and a, a lotter screen, all the, all the bits that make a mash done. Yeah. Um, but, 
you know, we spent several months doing that and that cost us a couple of grand as opposed to going and buying one for thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we're self-financed. Every penny we save is a penny we don't have to pay to somebody else in profits yeah. later. Yeah. That's well, that, that, that also means that we have, we can do whatever we want. We've yeah. actually talked to people who say, oh yeah, we wanted to do this crazy idea, but our investors wouldn't let us or our investors told us we have to make a single malt. We don't want to make a single malt because it takes forever to actually do much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get you find yourself that, pushing that, the that being said, Delbach is doing great. They they have <laughs> they have a great product. <laughs> they do, but yeah. but they you know they have they they put the time in and so they're already at that point, right? Yeah. We don't want to have to wait for two, three, four years for to get something out. Whereas bourbons and what things things that have multiple grains in them, uh -huh. they just get a little bit more they get more complexity faster. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the bottom line is by not having investors, we get to do what we want. And yeah. the, you know, the point of adventure stills, we, you know, we've got kind of six standard products now, and we're aiming to continually improve those. But our really our focus is to go off and do interesting and different things. Yeah. You're going to taste here at the end uh, a mesquite wood aged whiskey, which uh, you know, boy, you talk about a big and interesting whiskey. It's it's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, it's, we've got a lot of things like that in the plans. Yeah, um, and the the one thing that's missing from this that we're working on is a rye. So the, oh, the really? rye okay. will be our seventh kind of, so we've got a, a vodka, a rum, a gin, our unaged bourbon. Um, it's great for sipping or for, for mixing. We have our bourbon, um, and then we have uh, our smoked whiskey. And okay. then uh, the rye will be the last kind of standard. And then after that, you know, we'll move on to adventurous things. Adventurous, yeah. yeah. So that's the, the, I mean, you guys, you guys did climbing and stuff, you said, right? Mm -hmm. So is that how you came up with the adventurous stills name? Yeah, largely. You yeah. know, we... we, we Trying to name a product, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, you learn things you're good at, and that's not one of them, you know, picking names, stuff like that. We've really struggled with that. What, you think but, Cold Fusion Vodka isn't? I'm just, yeah, that wasn't, that it's wasn't, not adventurous. That, was, yeah. that wasn't exactly the most awesome name choice, but yeah. nevertheless. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was the genesis of the, of the adventurous theme. Yeah. Um, but every, everything else has a local, I mean, Papago, obviously, Camelback right. is our gin, yep. Peralta is our bourbon and our moonshine, and that's, that's out, uh, Weaver's Needle is, is right out there off the trail. Oh, and yeah. So that's what okay. we use, that's what Weaver's Needle on the label. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And okay. then uh, we also have Fossil Creek, our, our smoke whiskey, and yep. we're going to continue with those type of names, you know, right. doing outdoorsy type of hiking, climbing places as the name. Yeah. And yeah. Arizona, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course. We're all about yeah. local. Got, yeah, we have to. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's cool too because, um, like you said, without, without you know you guys funding all of this, you get to you get to do what you want. Right. But also, just I mean, it's it, this is truly handcrafted spirits. I mean, it the is. still you guys made was is handcrafted. Uh, Kelly was showing me um, what it's when you, so that it's one bottle when you guys bottle it's one bottle one bottle at a time. Yeah. Right. 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 And he has some contraption. It's on a two by four that has CO two <laughs> and a spring. I don't even know what the hell it is, but it <laughs> but it was awesome. It, blow, it blows air. <laughs> it blows air to to clean the bottle out before right. you put the right. Right. Yeah. Blow the dust out of the bottle and get a CO two charge in there. Yeah, but yeah. it was ingenious. Like it yeah. was. I was like, this is fantastic. But everything Should is. Should I show him the uh, the carbon? Uh, no. The no, 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 dispenser. Wait, wait, wait. We had a, we had a, we had a, so, uh, 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 so Jeff Tucker, one of my managers at work has a son, Blake, who is, uh, actually, uh, he's, a he's getting his chemistry degree at uh, university of Arizona. Okay. So he was here for the summer and he was helping K Kelly does stuff during, I have it. So Jeff and I have a day job. Um, and then Kelly is kind of retired. He's got a, he, he's basically a landlord now. Yeah. Evil, evil landlord. <laughs> but, um, right. So, so he does things during the day and Jeff and I come in at night or the weekends and finish up whatever Kelly started, which, which has been working pretty well. Yeah. Um, and so Blake was here helping him over the summer, basically, you know, free child labor. I mean, sweat labor. Sorry. <laughs> did I say that? So, uh, anyway, so yeah, so he, he came and Kelly was like, Hey, can you come up with some contraption to mix calcium carbonate and water to make sure that it's, it doesn't go back into solution and then overnight we what was happening is that the ph of our wort drops because it's it's an acidic reaction okay and so you know you you leave at 8 p.m and you come back at 8 in the morning and the ph might go from 5 to 3 mm -hmm. and if the yeast are below about 4 for too long they'll die and every time that you can re mention that yeah. right and you can restart it but when you restart it you only get half the yeast population to come back it's like a half-life and so if you don't get complete fermentation it's just a waste for us because we're going right. to do the same amount of work every single time we do this. So we want to have a, the highest original gravity we can, and we want to get to the lowest specific gravity as close to one as possible because that means that we're getting all of the sugars and starches converted. But 
if that pH drops too low for too long, the yeast will die, and then you end up with extra sugars and starches that just can't be converted. And no alcohol. And right, so that's less alcohol per batch. Yeah. Okay. So to con to create something with a uh, what is it? A, a staltic, a peristaltic pump. We've got a peristaltic pump, there and then a, an agitator in this crazy five-gallon bucket arrangement. And, the, uh, it looks horrible, but it works. It works. <laughs> it, it, it rolls like the top yeah. kind of rolls around. And yeah. I, but thank you, Blake. It's great. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it works. <laughs> it, it works. I sent him a photo of it a couple of weeks ago. Like, hey, dude, your, your thing is still working. Believe it or not, it's cranking away. <laughs> yeah. How old is he? He's twenty. Oh, okay. So I think he's a junior at yeah. Yeah, he's Bay. starting his jun junior yeah. year. That's pretty awesome. He's a, he's a smart kid. He's gonna go far. Yeah. 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 Nice. So he, he, even him contributing to this, this is, yeah, you know, we were really lucky to get that, you know, there's, you know, there's, when we're doing this, I mean, there's physics, there's biology, there's chemistry. Yeah. Uh, we had some chemistry problems, uh, you know, without getting into details, details too much. Having a chemistry student around really helped us sort out some things and yeah. we made progress on a lot of yield issues over the summer. Yeah. So we were really lucky to have him. Yeah. Well, it's like you guys, your, your skills are all complementary. Like, you know, what you're good at. Chase isn't good at what Chase is good at, you yeah, know. That's true. Yeah, I can't use my hands for shit, <laughs> but I can right. sell. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can sell. Yeah, exactly. That's a key thing. <laughs> so, um, but the adventurous part of it too, what you guys were saying before we before we started recording, um, is what you guys want to do with this. Like, not just like, hey, we're gonna have three things, we're gonna do that and just that. You guys are looking to to change the game, pretty much, right? And yeah. As far as you know, Arizona's. The craft movement is in its infancy. I mean, there's been a few guys. The Thumb Butte guys have been around for four-plus years, mm -hmm. and there's a uh, Desert Diamond up in Kingman's been around for, I think, eight years. Okay. I don't know. Arizona Distilling? They've maybe Yeah, maybe four years. years really? Like okay. That. I, mean, I think they've been maybe around, but they haven't been so present. Yeah. Okay. Right. They're, yeah. they're now starting to... Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, they're... I, they're, they're, doing, they're, they're doing good things for us too. Yeah. I mean, for excuse me, for the spirits industry. Right. I mean, at this point, it's just it's a groundswell of interest that is just beginning to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you compare that to like Colorado or Washington, for example. And yeah. there's Colorado, Colorado has like 80 craft distilleries. Um, yeah. And so the guys are starting to do some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so we're trying to get a jump start on that concept, bringing you know, you can buy Jack Daniels and whatever all crap all day and send your money to Tennessee or more likely to the to, to Diageo who owns these big brands right. uh, or you can buy local and yeah. and we're going to try some new and different things you know this this mesquite smoked whiskey I don't think you'll find anything anything like it anywhere wow. mesquite smoked whiskey it's so it similar exists, well it's very similar to the Del Box Dorado I completely disagree okay all right <laughs> it, 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 a, it's not we, a single we, malt and b the, the flavor uh, and taste is it's just fair, radically fair different enough, yeah. it's, uh, it's quite unique um, so so, so we're going to go off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go, go for it. it. And that's cask strength. So Yeah, 110 proof. We should, yeah, we didn't bother to dilute that down for you. No. Oh, yeah, thanks for telling me <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, he's drunk. Hey, it's after 11 <laughs> o'clock. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's mesquite. And if you want, what, what I suggest yeah. doing is sample the one right next to it. That's, that's the same. It's the same base, but it's oak instead of mesquite. Okay. Right? And you so, actually told me to try this one last, huh? Yeah. Well, well it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Really <laughs> hey man, go for it. Have your dessert first. Yeah. And so that's our newest release, and it's smoky. It kind of tastes like a campfire. It's really nice. Ooh, wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's really good. But it's so, the same same base alcohol. It's just we use oak uh, mesquite in the one on the left and oak on the one on the right. It's otherwise it's exactly the same. Yeah. It's completely different. Campfire. That was a great description to yep. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And with a with a little bit of ice or water, it completely you know, the caramels and vanillas just go crazy. Yeah. And all of our stuff is unfiltered, okay. partially out of the necessity of we don't we don't have all that much money to play around with. Right. And chill filtering. <laughs> you have to you have to. We'd have to chill, you know, eight or nine gallons of a liquid down to just about freezing and run it through a filter. Uh -huh. um, but what that does is that it produces a lot of very interesting flavors because there's way more complexity. Right. So it actually ends up doing really good things for us because okay. people try it. Even our bourbon, you know, our bourbon isn't the oldest thing in the world, um, but it got an 87 uh, on tastings.com and we were going up against 10 plus year old bourbons that, you know, they got 94, 95, which yeah. is really good. That was the height. It's not, a, it's out of a hundred, but you know, to get an 87 on something that's not even a year old, yeah, pretty right. damn good. Yeah, and uh, they gave us a really, they, they actually said, um, I think that at the end of it, they will have to look it up, but they basically said like, it's a uniquely, it's a very unique tasting whiskey, right? A bourbon, excuse me. So this you, one, nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you get some chocolate at the end, mm -hmm. just a little bit. So, uh, yeah. It's great balance too. Like it's great. It's not like a, you know you don't right. do the face like what the <laughs> you don't get yeah. your O face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and the thing is the thing that we really like about it is that none of our products fall flat. Right. Sometimes you have these great like oh oh there's this hundred 
dollar bottle of bourbon and you know you get this great flavor and it comes up and then all of a sudden it just falls off a cliff and you're like yeah. where'd, where'd the flavor go yeah you don't get that with any of our products it sits there it's it, full right. body yeah, yeah. right so it, it makes really good drinking stuff right yeah and just by itself too i like that because like you get that flavor and then you can wait a little bit till the next sip because you still, right. you're still right. enjoying it. Particularly the Fossil Creek whiskey. I, I love the finish on that one. It's yeah, just, that's, is it just kind of wafts down your throat. It just kind of hangs with you. And man, I love the, I love the finish on that. Yeah. That's going to be our, probably our mainstay people. I was sampling yesterday at Sun Devil liquor and people like, you know, even anyone, I'm like, this is the, this is a super easy drinking whiskey. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they give me a face like, really? Cause even, you know, <laughs> even people who don't drink whiskeys. Right. Yeah. And they'll try it and they're like, I'm going to go get a bottle right now. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm like, glad you like it. You know? And we're like, and the best part is it's made here. Cause you know, we're like, yeah, I'm four miles away. And people are like, what? Yeah. We're like, yeah, you know, you can come take a tour, come Friday evenings or Saturdays. And they're like, we can take a tour. I'm like, yeah. So yeah. we're, you know, we're one of, um, we're one of two distilleries in the Valley that makes all of our own products from scratch. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're very proud of that. Um, I actually, to give a little bit of a backstory on me, yeah. uh, I'm friends with Jeff. Uh, I met Kelly on a uh, diving trip about two or three years ago, yeah. and uh, in January, uh, I called up Jeff. I hadn't I climbed with him, and he hadn't been around the climbing gym at all. And I was just like, "Hey, dude, what's going on? You know, I haven't seen you in a while." He's like, "Oh, the distillery's kicking my ass," and I was like, "Do you need any help?" And there was kind of a pause on the phone. He's like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I could do three, four hours." And he was like, "All right, social media and the website, go." Yeah. And so uh, from there, I kind of just join just slowly taking on more and more work and eventually I asked if I could become a partner and Jeff and Kelly said yeah nice so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was pretty fun but there the, the whole reason why I'm saying this is I always wanted to be a part of a small business um I didn't find out until afterwards that they were doing it from all this from scratch I didn't well, let's put it this way I didn't know that people sourced their liquid uh, sourced could source their their booze or that they could not start from scratch um which just makes it all that much uh, cooler but um you know I didn't want to if we were making crappy spirits, I wouldn't be working a day job and then turning around and doing this. Uh, okay. So it's, it's yeah. really cool to see that Jeff and Kelly have definitely, um, you know, they started everything, you know, from the ground up. Yeah. And it's, it's great to be a part of that. So well, people say, come in and they really, they really get it, you know? Yeah. We well, you say you're good at sales and it helps when uh, you have the great product Decent. to sell. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Never let's let's be real. Product. Yeah, it sells itself. <laughs> right. but uh, do you like it? Yeah, can I have four bottles? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You nailed that. Hey, guys. I rock Damn, it. sales. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's cool. I mean, yeah. it's it's been it's been a lot of fun and just being being a part of a small business and yeah, you didn't you didn't realize just how small maybe when you started. Uh, yeah, right. it's a lot of it's hustling. Like literally, you hear about hustling and especially with the craft spirits. You know, people people have we're we're making top shelf liquor, um, so you have to go in outside of the bourbon and the whiskey, right? You have to ask, hey, I want my can I have this rum based cocktail made with Adventure Stills rum? You yeah. know, until if it's on the menu. You know, they'll say this is made with Adventure Stills Rum or Arizona Distillings this or whatever, right? Yeah. Unless the name's on it for basically top shelf stuff, you have to ask for it. And um, part of what, you know, Kelly was saying earlier about Washington and Port and Oregon and um, Colorado wow. being big. I actually was there and I talked to one of the bartenders like, do people actually ask for the, for spirits? Like, can I have this made with, with this? Like, they're starting to. Oh, and so nice. we are trying to help push that, right? Craft... Craft is not only for beers anymore, mm -hmm. you know, right. yeah. and, and local stuff. So there's no reason that anyone should have to go to Tennessee to get their bourbon. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And, and, and you guys are making great stuff too. And, and I'm, I'm sure like for me, I would drink this straight up, this Fossil Creek, I, actually probably all of them. I, I'm not a big mixer type, right. you know, I mean, I don't really drink gin on the rocks, you know, I don't think anybody really does, <laughs> but I mean, you know so what, let me try it. There you go. Maybe I will. Well, so this is a, a great example of. So we have this tasting room, and everything we make, whether we're intending to sell it or not, we taste it in the tasting room. And so people drink a lot of spirits just like that out of our tasting cup. They'll just yeah. sip it a little bit. And, you know, we tell people, because not everybody drinks straight spirits. We have yeah. to educate them, small sips, don't just throw it back. Right. You're not going to taste anything, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So we educate a lot of people. And uh, as a result of that, we get a lot of feedback. Yeah. Right? And people will come in and, and you know, if you're drinking like that, you don't want a sharp bite to the spirit you want it to be very smooth and yeah. easy drinking and so we crafted everything to be d to to be drinkable straight or perhaps on the rocks yeah and we get a lot of feedback like yeah this is so smooth i really love it but the gin kind of the case in point here that 
when you make a gin that tastes just terrific, just sipping, it yeah. doesn't mix very well. It doesn't have enough pop. It doesn't have oh, enough going on. Interesting. And it took us a few batches to figure that out. Hmm. So to get kind that of balance. modified a recipe to amp up the botanicals uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's still got the smooth characteristic, but it's got more kick to it. So it's now it shines through in a cocktail. So we got to think okay. about. You know, we see people drinking at the tasting room all the yeah. time. They're drinking shots and great, but that's not what people do. Yeah. People drink cocktails. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people. I mean, whiskey, sure. Yeah. But the rest of the spirits, you've got to. We had to modify kind of what we thought was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and it took us a while to get that feedback. That's one of the reasons we still self-distribute because I have all these conversations with bar owners and retailers and stuff like that, and a lot of feedback from them helps us stay pointed in the right direction as, yeah. we, as we're working to improve our product line. One big thing that we had to do is now that we have our whiskeys out, we, we significantly lowered the prices on our clear spirits. Okay. Um, because, you know, why should someone replace Captain Morgan's with our rum? Mm-hmm. Right? right. And so we have to be a little bit more competitive, but at the same time, we do work really hard and, you know, our, our rum is super, it starts its life as, yeah, you can go ahead and try it. Uh, it's, it's dark, uh, molasses, and then we distill it off. Um, caramel and vanilla and sugar can be back, uh, it's called back sweetening. And so you add it for additional color or flavor. Um, we actually tried seven different types of sugar and molasses and dark brown sugar tasted the best. So we add that to it and then we finish it in a barrel. So it goes into the barrel and it sits there for a couple months just to give it a little bit more complexity. You know, we work really hard. It's not just going to be something that you go and you're like, eh, okay, like let's just mix this, right? Yeah. It's something where, where you're really going to be able to enjoy it. And people who really like rum and even people who don't, they, we have people who come in and say, I don't like rum. I don't like gin. I don't like vodka. And we say, just, just try it, right? Yeah. Be adventurous. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> seriously, like That's right. I, I say that, in. you know, we give it to her and we're like, hey, you guys want to try chocolate malts? And they're like... Uh, and I'm like, just try it. And they're like, okay. And we had a guy actually walk out with a shot glass of them because he was like, can I get some of those chocolate malts yeah. to go? I'm like, sure, whatever. <laughs> a shot glass of, of uh, just a shot. Malt? It, yeah, he <laughs> wanted it. He really liked it. So, uh, but anyway, it's the, usually the ones who walk in and say, I don't like rum, who walk out with a bottle of our rum yeah. because it's yeah. it's just it converts them. You know, people people aren't used to drinking things straight, and so it, it's cool to see people come in and be like, oh, I get it. When people walk in, and if they don't walk out drinking our spirits, at least they know how spirits are made, right? Yeah. And that's that's a lot of what we're here to do. You know, you go into Jack Daniels, their stills are probably 50 feet tall and, a, you know, 100 feet wide. Of course, I'm exaggerating. It's but, an industrial complex. Right, it's an industrial complex. Yeah. But you come in here, and you can get a, you can wrap your head around what everything is, yeah. right? Oh, okay. Oh, this is the still. Oh, you want to try something off the still? And I get people who look at me, they're like, can we can we do that? Is that safe? Like, yeah. Is that, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, we're making a disinfectant. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it, man. It's going to be mixed. What your, your two molecules are going to be in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people who come in when we're doing a, a spirit run of the bourbon, mm-hmm. we've got those chocolate malts at, um, at 160 proof at, uh, like 90 degrees when you try it and it's in the middle of the, of the hearts. Okay. Um, basically, you know, peak flavor, minimal bitterness, it, people describe it as buttery and it literally is. It's the chocolate with the fats on fats and oils on your finger. Uh-huh. Um, it, it tastes like butter. It's amazing. And it's cool to see people be like, Oh my gosh. Like, and it, you know, they, Oh yeah, I'm going to tell my friends about this. We're going to come back. And yeah. yeah, sure enough, we've got, you know, regulars coming in here and we're, we're a distillery with a tasting room second. Right. And yeah. we have people all the time that are like, man, your cocktails are awesome. And we're like, yeah, well, thanks, but you know, I almost think, what did you expect? And I think they're, <laughs> I think they're just used to going places that yeah. don't give a shit, right? Yeah, Here, yeah. give us your money, we'll give you a two dollar cocktail. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're gonna charge eight dollars, but it's gonna taste like an eight. You know, actually, it's gonna probably taste like more than that. Yeah. But we produce the spirits, so we can do whatever we want with it. Like we have this apple pie moonshine that we made. Ah, it's kind nice. of a new thing for the fall. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're trying to do new and fun things to yeah. to to get people in. But long and the short of it is. You know, we, we work our butts off, but we also want to make sure that people understand how spirits are made, or should, mm-hmm. you know, I say should be, but how yeah. spirits are made from start to finish, right? Okay. And you can yeah. get that here. Yeah. And that's great too, because if you, and I mean, as with any business starting out, it's getting that exposure. But for you guys, sure. if you're able to touch a person um, in the appropriate way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they taste it. Drink our spirits, mo- mo- grab your balls. <laughs> Wow. Is that, is that an offer? Is that an offer? Yeah. Chase will oh, be here Kelly, you're thinking it. <laughs> so, um, so you guys have got some exposure too. So I was taking pictures and they have a bottle up on the, uh, mm. on the shelf there autographed. And I said, who autographed that bottle of pop go rum real quick though, pop the rum straight up. That's really good. Yeah, um, that's... usually I, for me, rum is too overly sweet. Mm. Um, 
I'm not a huge sweet. And that right. one, and it even has a great finish too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we were talking about, like it just sits there. And yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, the kind of finish yeah, you want. Yeah. 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 It explodes in your mouth. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mouth explodes. That's my wow. favorite part. Yeah. Um, Sorry. This is, this is going to get an E. <laughs> it's getting real weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, the bottle. Cor- Corey McCloskey. Yep. Corey McCloskey. Yeah. It was for the Craft, Chandler Craft Spirits Festival. Right. So the gal that was promoting that uh, somehow coordinated with Channel 10, Corey McCloskey, to come in to see us uh, on a, like a Tuesday morning or whatever. Yeah. And we got our friends here. We're like, who yeah. wants to come drink at 730 in the morning and sit around <laughs> yeah, our bar? That's right, right. They were like, oh, we'll pour cocktails. You don't have to drink it. Everyone's like, no, we'll drink. Yeah, we'll drink. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting around and here and he's supposed, like, to be here at, he's supposed to be here at 8 because there's going to be like an, a, you know, a two-minute thing at 8 and another one at... Or, you know, 8.05 and then another one at 8.35 and then a finish at 8.50 or whatever. Yeah. And so we're sitting around here and it's 10 to 7. I'm like, hey, he hasn't shown up yet. And I'm kind of, I've never met this guy. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm kind of starting to freak out a little bit. <laughs> and he's not showing up. Finally, at like 7.55, the van rolls up. And I'm like, oh, at least he's here. Right? Yeah. So we got 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, so I expect him to kind of rush in like maybe he's late. Yeah. He's going to kind of give us a rundown of what's going on. Yeah. No. I finally look out there, and he's out there shooting the shit with his camera guy. <laughs> and the dude, it's 8 o'clock. we got five minutes. Finally, he comes in at like 8.01, does kind of walk through, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. He's a real nice guy. Yeah. We'd give him seriously like, you know, I don't know, a three-minute tour. Yeah. And he just gets it. I mean, he doesn't – I don't even think he's really a drinker, but he yeah. just – He's, he's just a quick study. He just yeah. kind of picks it up. And so 8.05 rolls around, and the cameras start rolling, and bang. He's, he's on it. And yeah. I'm kind of freaking out, and just kind of, we're all kind of a little nervous. He, you can't, you can't look bad in front of this guy. Yeah, he's, just, he's awesome. So yeah. yeah, he was really, he was, yeah, yeah was super impressive. True professional. I mean, true, like, yeah. yeah, absolute true professional. Yeah, and I was surprised actually how many people watch him. I think of just a morning show guy. I don't watch morning TV, but my yeah. mom does, and that's kind of how I thought of him. Yeah, until I was in front of him for a while, and he's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, so it was a fun time. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And then there was a, we were supposed to have two two spots. There was a car chase in the <laughs> yeah. middle. They're like, they're like thirty seconds before they're like, uh. Uh, 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 oh, okay. He's like, got his earpiece. He's like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to take a cut real quick. We're not going to air you up. Like what? It's like, oh, there's a car chase in LA. Like car chase in LA. What does that have to do with here? Like we need our, <laughs> we need our five minutes of fame. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 we'll do it. So they actually combine our, our two segments into one. And he actually, if you look on online, it, we, we have it on the, the front. It was on the front page of our website, but I, I may have removed it. Um, I, we recently up, I, I updated it like a month and a half ago, but anyway, he like does a walkthrough and I'm sitting in front of the bottler and. Kelly, you know, Jeff's, I think Jeff's giving the tour and Kelly's looking like he's busy and, uh, you know, we're, <laughs> oh we're rocking through and he does, he does, Jeff does like a two and a half minute tour. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was awesome. He, and it was spot on. And, uh, I think Corey actually said something that we, we have since picked up on. It was grain to good. Yeah. Grain to good. He like, just makes grain to good. And he just made it up. We're like, that's brilliant. Genius. Cause there's grain, <laughs> grain to bottle, right? Yeah. Grain to bottle or grain to glass yeah. and grain to good. It's like, well, that sounds good too. Grain so we, good. yeah, we started, started kind of new catchphrase and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he signed a bottle for us, and we post it proudly. Yeah. That's yeah and that awesome. was when the rum was first released. We were super proud of it. It's first released. Um, for a while, we only had the vodka, and then we only had the the gin, and then – because the rum had to age, right? Okay. And so then we – and then one weekend, we got the vodka, the rum, the gin, and then we finally got our, our moonshine labels. Right. So then okay. we went from having two spirits to four. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, my God. we Because pushing vodka is super hard. Yeah. Uh, it was especially when it's like, your only yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why is it so hard? Yeah, vodka's a tough market. I mean, uh, okay. it's priced really low. People buy Fleischmann's or uh, Smirnoff, Smirnoff or, or Ciroc Absolute or whatever. Yeah. Absolute. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Stay within yeah. your price point. Yeah. yeah. Right. But why, you know, if we're, we, our vodka was originally 30 and then we dropped it to 28. And the question is, well, you know, these liquor stores, well, 28 is the same price as Grey Goose. Why should someone choose you over Grey Goose? And we're like, because mm-hmm. we're local and they're like, and it tastes better. Try it. Yeah. Uh, and it's got, so, you know, it's unfiltered. So it's got, it's got a lot going on. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's something where, well, you know, once again, it's, it, it is local, but the hard, the hard thing that we had to get past, and I think we're finally breaking this momentum now that we, especially since we have our brown spirits, you know, the less, the fewer people that have us, the harder it is for these bars to push us. So we, I've, I've actually sold people on, look, take one of our, each of our bottles. The more people that have us, the easier it is for all of you to sell it. Hmm. So one of the first people to pick us up has been the Ivy in Chandler, and they're awesome. Okay. Brandon and right. Chris, and I mean, they're they make great cocktails and great Greek food. Yeah, the cameraman's like, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, you should go. go. They That's have cool they place. have a they have a gin based cocktail called the Hops of Juniper, where they literally it's it's you know gin with a couple other things. They top it with IPA, 
Wow. And it's crazy because you get the you get the the fla- the floralness from the gin, and then at the end you get the bitterness from the hops, and it's awesome. Interesting. But anyway, so yeah. they they know what they're doing, and you know they were one of the first people to take us. And then I went to another place up the street, Meridium, and you know I was like, dude, well you know the Ivy has it, and if you guys have it, you're right around the corner for each other. You know we'll post about you, and they're like, okay, let's do it. And yeah. you know it's it's literally every person that gets us, it's getting easier and easier. In right. fact, we had a. There's a brand new Thai place called Glybon that's over on 24th Street and Osborne. Osborne yeah. Okay. And uh, they make great Thai food. Um, yeah. But they've only been open for like three weeks. And uh, the bartender there, Maxwell, um, he's awesome. And, um, you know, he picked up a, a rum, a bourbon, and a Fossil Creek. And Kelly got a call yesterday and he said, you know, I, I called in to, to just talk to Kelly about something. He's like, dude, you'll never guess who called. And I was like, who? <laughs> Maxwell. I was like, oh, from Glybon. He's like, yeah, they want more spirits. And you know, that's awesome. That means that after he's after a week. He's yeah, after a yeah. week or two, he's that right. means they're pushing it. That means they really they, they get, get the it. local. Yeah. They get the local and they yeah. really are going with it. And so right. it's it's yeah, it's been really cool to see us, right. you know, there's that momentum. We're building swing. a groundswell of interest in the concept of craft spirits, local craft spirits. Lo- that's, the local that's a craft huge spirits, step. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we're super excited about finally getting some momentum in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So Yep. So absolutely. And this this vodka you were just talking about, um, fantastic as well. It's a lot of vodkas are just like burn. Yeah, right. It's, exactly. You know, this actually has really good flavor to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's fifty percent corn and fifty percent wheat. And for some reason people I don't know what it is. It comes off tasting like a tequila, almost. <laughs> we get that. And at I'm the not, start, I'm the beginning, sure what, it does. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but um, yeah. it's once again, it's unfiltered. So when people say, "Why, you know, why you over Grey Goose?" and well, Grey Goose doesn't taste like anything, and I think it's yes. because it is filtered, mm-hmm. it, and it's pretty smooth, right? Um, but people who come in who really like vodka, they're like, "Man, this is a good." You know, pe- if you like vodka, you like our vodka. If you don't like vodka, man. If yeah. you like rum, you like our rum, and even people who don't. So it's it's cool to see the people, you know, when, when people who come in who say, I am a this type of person, you know, that's when my ears perk up. I'm like, you know, they drink it. I'm like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And, you know, really yeah. trying, trying to understand. Because same with our bourbon. Guys. You know, our bourbon is our bourbon's a little bit on the young side. We get that from some of the people who drink, like, 15-year-old bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, but 90% of the population really likes it. So, you know, but we know. You know, we, we pick up on the things that we need to improve on. And we're only a year old, so... Of course, we, yeah. we know we, we know what we have to improve on. Yeah. But it's still really cool to see people, you know, really getting it and being like, ah, you know, I, I guess I don't have to go elsewhere to get it. Right. Yeah. Right. When you guys were showing me the book, too, uh, when I first got here. Oh, um, the guys, Corsair. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to do some pretty cool stuff where it's, uh, how, how, what's the comparison to beer? Like you were describing it. Oh, the, the limited releases? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys were doing you, the- Yeah, Arizona uh, Wilderness does a lot of those. Like, we've got 500 bottles or 200 bottles, yeah. first come, first serve. And then when it's out, it's out. Is that the Explorers right. Club you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah the Explorers Club. Yep. So that's, that's new. So, um, you know, we have about four or five things that, um, we have ideas for. We've got a, well, we've got more ideas than that. We've got about three <laughs> that are implemented. All right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so like a, a barrel rested gin, uh, we've got, uh, our mesquite smoked Fossil Creek as opposed to the oak one. That you've tasted. Yep. Yep. We want to do a, um, a red, white and blue corn whiskey. Um, we've got, uh, there's even, you can do spirits with hops. So there's all sorts of things we want to do, and so with the with the Explorers Club, Club, the idea is that if people people buy in, they're guaranteed a bottle, and eventually, you know, let's say we get 50, 60, 70 people to join, they may be the only people that get a bottle right. because you, you basically pay in advance for your share. Okay. Um, and the idea is to have it so that no one else outside of that group gets it. We have enough. Let's say we produce 90 bottles out of a out of a barrel. Yeah. They, they will be the only ones to get it. Right. Um, nice. Of course, we're new, right? Yeah. And it's a new concept. Right. Um, other people are doing it. Feisty in Colorado is, is, is the main one. And that's, is that where you and Jeff went to do your No, we, so we went to Colorado uh, Was it before downstairs? actually we incorporated. Yeah, we did a, a training course at a, a distillery in Colorado that had been around for maybe a decade called Downslope. Okay. And we did a two-day course there and then had an extra day in Denver, which is a great time to you know, hang around and yeah. great place to be. Yeah. Uh, so we, we went to Stranahan's. We went to this place, Feisty, in Fort Collins. Yeah, Stranahan's. Yeah. <laughs> quite interesting place. Stranahan's got a great story behind it too. But uh, you know, the feisty guys. We had we had this idea in our head that we wanted to be this adventurous distillery and go off and try all this different stuff. And so we kind of had a, a concept. And then we just stumble into this feisty guy, and he's doing it. He's yeah. making all this weird stuff, um, great and interesting mash bills and different aging techniques and distillation techniques and. Uh, we're like, wow, this is this is exactly what we had in mind. We just hadn't crystallized it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we 
spent time. We popped in and we begged this guy to kind of let us in at yeah. you know, 11 o'clock on a Monday, I think is what it was. Yeah. 11 and he's like, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we want a drink. And he's like, dude, I, I'm making stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so finally his, his lackey let us in and, and toured us around for a bit. And uh, yeah, I guess he's kind of overhearing and he kind of got an inkling that we actually had some idea what we were talking about. And oh, yeah. We ended up spending like four hours there. We spent three of it in his cask room yeah. just tasting this and tasting that and talking nice. about different stuff. And awesome. So it was super fun. But I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but it was good though. <laughs> oh, we were just we were just we were just talking about how like that you know feisty and whatnot. Like they've they've done those types of things, right? Yeah, that's and right. So that that's where that was going. The right. Explorers Club, yeah, the Explorers ah, yeah, Club, the Explorers. Yeah. right? Yeah. So it's you know it's a new concept, and um, just like a lot of the other stuff we've been doing, it's something where we um, you know, it's going to be kind of an uphill battle because people aren't used to that, right? They may be used to having limited releases for beers, but doing that for spirits is especially not in the state. We don't know of anyone else who's doing that, and yeah. even in the country, there's. I'm sure there are places that do it. You just don't hear about them yet. Right. So we want to bring that to the Valley because there's, there's no reason we, you know, every quarter we should, you know, okay. So once, you know, once every quarter, we just have to have something going where, okay, instead of making a bourbon or a whiskey, all right, let's do a red, white, and blue let's corn. Do something fun and okay. interesting. All right. We just do it once. We let the barrel sit there. We forget about it a year, year and a half later, it's ready. Yeah. And so it's literally, it's just something we can have fun. And, and if it goes well, maybe we turn it into a regular thing. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so you never That's know. exciting. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fun to work on process improvement and make the existing spirits better, but it's also really fun to, to branch out and try something new. Yeah, and people so. love that. You know, I mean, I think that's a good thing about the craft beer scene is um, places like Dark Sky and Arizona Wilderness are, yeah. and a lot of the other ones are, they're doing some crazy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, and right. people love it. Um, you know, my one of my favorite comedians is Mitch Hedberg, and he always said, <laughs> "You like you like Mitch, yeah." He's like, uh, "I was in a band, and people either loved us or they hated us, yeah. or they thought we were okay." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I think it's great, and and it goes exactly with what you, what you guys are trying to do with the uh, what your, your the theme is the adventurous side of things. Right. Um, what's what about the whiskey club? You said there's the whiskey club as well. Uh, that, that, is the, that is the that is the oh okay okay sorry, gotcha sorry gotcha. we're calling okay. it the Explorers Club yeah. Explorers Club we just gotcha. made that up on Thursday so gotcha. yeah we're like, far uh, enough we're if it's not completely it. gelled right. Whiskey Club is a little it's a little it's bland it's bland I like so Explorers like, yeah, Club, yeah. club yeah. right because you're adventure if you're adventurous you explore yeah. yeah yeah exactly but, uh, um, and you guys also do uh, what is it day at the day at the oh day at the distillery sure yeah so so we have a program it's we call it an educational program but the idea is. What do we charge? 150 bucks? 150 bucks. 150 bucks. So you come in and, and, and spend golf. a whole day. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's what someone's like. I could do play a round of golf or I could come that's in here right. and learn. That's and right. like, oh, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a full day in the distillery. We start about 7 and get done at 5 or 5.30. And we'll do a mash run. So it's you know the it's essentially the beer making process of it. We'll take the grains and steep them in water and do the conversion from grains to sugary wort that eventually ferments into the distiller's beer. Okay. So that's the bulk of the work. But then around 11 o'clock, we'll fire up the still and we'll do a spirit run, also a, typically a whiskey or bourbon. So that, you know, basically it's a hands-on day where you get to see both ends of the process yeah. and taste spirit coming off the still mm -hmm. and see the result of a mash run. And you really get your, your hands dirty. You know, it depends on who shows up. Uh, sometimes there's guys that uh, have had some experience in home brewing and, okay. and they kind of know what to do. And, and I mostly stand around and tell them what to do. Yeah, nice. And some days <laughs> there's guys that stand around and watch me work. <laughs> so but it's we as hands-on as you like it to yeah, be. But we, you know, we were going to, it's something where, okay, we have to mash anyway. So yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. just educating people. And we actually, last night, the guy who did the first one came back in and he's been in three or four times since. Right. And he's super proud and like, oh, you know, I, I helped I help make the gin, right? Yeah, there was right. a batch three of our gin, Chris Dees. And he was just like, yeah, you know, and so he feels a part of the distillery. Yeah. And that's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's cool to see people get that and right. really enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Because I think we take for granted that what we do. And just to be clear, you know, a lot of people probably think that this is glamorous, and it's not. <laughs> there, there, there are a million ways to make a mess, and we've done them all. Yeah, I remember I was we, giving we a tour like three or four weeks ago. I was giving a tour, and I look over, and I think Kelly uh, – Kelly was here. You guys were finishing up a day at the distillery, I think, and it was my turn. We There's always a partner here on Friday and Saturday. That way we're giving tours that are worth something. Okay. We don't want a bartender giving a tour who oh, doesn't yeah. know what they're talking about. Right. So um, I'm standing, I'm looking out at people from the, you know, from the, the, the mill. Yeah. And I look back and there's work just coming out because <laughs> uh, no one, yeah, the, right. the bottom of the fermenter wasn't closed. Yeah. They're what we use for the fermenter. <laughs> and so it's just spilling out. And I was like, so uh, yeah, all of our great... 
Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> close it. And he's like, shit, running over. We're literally losing, you know, losing money yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah, there's a million ways to make a mess. And, and everything we make is sticky. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's, there's, you know, fruit so flies. Right. We have a little bug zapper that we, we turn off during tours, but okay. um, yeah. that the health department doesn't necessarily like, but it's far enough away to, from the stills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little protein. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah right. exactly. That's right. But um, yeah, yeah I think he's right though. Every, every way to make a mess, we've tried them all. One of the stupid things, I look back, when we first started doing this, and we've, we've got hoses and tubes pumping stuff all over from the mash tun to the fermenter and the fermenter to the stills and back and forth and whatever. And it took us a ridiculously long time to figure out that you absolutely must put hose clamps on the ends of the hoses. Uh, you, no matter what this you think. seems obvious, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, just do it. But it probably took, I'm going to say, 15 times of just randomly, you're sitting around and everything's going fine. All of a sudden, the hose goes pop. Uh, and you're spewing seven gallons a minute of whatever you're pumping around right. out yeah. on the ground. You're getting or, or you, like it's cup. fine, but you go someone, <laughs> yeah, right. someone steps on it, and then there's back pressure for like a split second, and it's enough to go. Yeah, uh, right. Step right. on a hose or yeah. whatever. Even if it's yeah. low pressure, you still you stop it. Well, you're screwed. Yeah, right. right. It's a learning right. process. You guys are learning <laughs> yeah. every single yeah. day. Some yeah. of the lessons are so obvious, though. I look back like, really? How many times did we did we mop the floor? We didn't have to do that. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll walk in and I'll be like, Kelly, what about this? And he's like, ah, crap. Or you know, I, I you know, we all do stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's just yesterday. It's fun. I was so yesterday. I was doing a, a stripping distillation and. We kind of had a slow day. Chris comes back to the bartender and he says, uh, you know, we're just shooting the breeze and, uh, I don't know, something happened. I spilled a little bit of something and I was like, ah, dude, I almost made a day without having to mop the floor. And he kind of <laughs> laughed. And then he left and I was still finished cleaning out the still and I was, you know, I was two minutes from walking out the door and I'm swapping one of the hoses out and I forgot to turn off the valve before I pulled off the hose. So what happens? You know, three gallons oh, of you're hot, stillage. Yeah, of hot oh, stillage God. comes oh, out. Oh, my God. Hits me in the, right in the belly. It's 200 degrees. <laughs> Luckily, I kind of had some puffy pants or whatever and so it didn't really burn me. But I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I never sort of suggested that I might have gotten away without mopping the floor to death. Yeah, you're tempting fate with that. Exactly. Yeah. There's always there's always things to do. But yeah, it's not, this isn't a glamorous, glamorous industry. Not only that, it's really hard. We we are just now starting to turn a profit. And we've been all going at this for a year. You know, we're just, we're just got our brown spirits. And, you know, people walk in and, oh, well, your rum's good, your vodka's good, your gin's good. But we'll come back when you have brown spirits or, you know, that's, uh, it's just, it's just easier to sell a, when you have more things and, and it's, you know, we can be on par, you know, if we charge 30, well, our rums, $32, we had $2 for tax in here, but it's $32, right? If you go buy it at a store, okay. um, $32 is a lot for rum. Granted, it's really good, yeah. but you know, bourbon and whiskey, well, charging 35 for our smoke whiskey and 40 for our bourbon that's on par with bourbon. So we're not at a disadvantage with those, right? Yeah. So we're on a level For playing field with everyone. Spirit, we're right in there. Right. So that's, it's kind of nice. Um, and we've, we've definitely been kind of seeing the, the trend up, but yeah. it's, yep. it's not easy. I mean, there's also the distilling nation. It's a podcast for, there's a gentleman out of, uh, Seattle that's actually making, I think Grappa, Grappa mm. and Uzo or something. And yeah, mm. anyway, it, it sounds interesting. I don't, I honestly can't remember the, the guy's name. He's, um, he's foreign and I, it's anyway, a lot of vowels and stuff, but, uh, yeah. So he, and he said, he's like, it was his like two year anniversary. And he, the one thing that he said that I was like, yep, is it's not easy. It's not glamorous. You know, he's, he's barely turning a profit as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you have in the back. It's, if you're not selling it, it doesn't matter. You can yeah. have, you can have 500 gallons sitting there in storage, ready in bottles, ready to go. But if you don't have a market, it doesn't matter. So yeah. we're, you yeah. know, we walk in and the, one of the first things that people ask, it's not, let me try your spirits. It's what's your story? Ah. Tell me your because stories sell. Yeah, right. and so we try to get people in. We you know we we go to every restaurant, bar, or or store that we get into. We say, guys, come take a tour. It's the right. best way to find out what we do. Right. Come Learn to the distillery, take a tour. Because I I I will not. You'd be surprised at the number of bartenders I walk up to when I say, so you know our sample with them or whatever. You know the first thing I ask is, so do you know how spirits are made? The distillation process. They're like, no. Yeah. So I can't talk about the heads and the hearts and the tails, which yeah. granted, maybe, you know, we've talked about maybe staying away from some of that technical stuff, but yeah. you just, they just don't know. Yeah, so I'm like, right. guys, come, come in, take a tour. It'll, you know, it'll help Learn make a better story because yeah. we don't, we don't want our spirits to sit on the shelf. We yeah. don't want to be like, ah, ha, ha, you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> taking a ring in our, our hands together and saying, oh, we duped that. No, we want them to sell. Yeah. We don't want it to be that stuff that sits on a shelf. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we, we really do have a, a vested interest in, in selling it. So, yeah. yeah. 
That's the that's probably the toughest part, actually. It's funny when I first started kicking this idea around. You know, of course, wife and the family were not at all amused. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so my sister-in-law spent a lot of time in the in the bottled water business. She worked for really. Who's one of the big bottled water Dasani guys? or Aquafina? No, uh, it's even higher in than that. It's like uh, the super tight pollutant. Nestle? No, it's no. Smart? Anyway, Smart no, it's, it was, it's an old brand. Anyway, uh, so Deja Blue? No. That's like Coke that's or something? That's one you've totally heard of. Ozarka? No. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. <laughs> like, no. no. City of Tempe? <laughs> Nestle? It was Nestle? Arrowhead? Anyway, anyway. So, hmm. she did for a number of years. We didn't even talk about the water. Talk about the water? Did you talk about the water? No. Sure. Well, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get back. <laughs> to anyway, it. so she spent a lot of you know, and she's selling water, right? Yeah. And so it's it's all marketing. There's, right. I mean, it's water. Water's water's water. Maybe yeah. some water stays slightly different, but it's marketing, right? Yeah. And she's like, you can't do this. You have no idea the challenge that, that you're going to face in marketing. And I kind of acknowledged that. I, you know, that that makes sense to me. I didn't. <laughs> but I didn't really grasp the scope of it. And yeah. The marketing and the selling is probably 70% of what we need to do. We spend a huge amount. You know, all we've talked about is making the stills and making the blah, 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 and yeah. all the work that we put into the building and, and how hard it is to, to make the spirits. That's, that's kind of like the price of entry. Mm-hmm. Then you've right. got to get out and market it and sell it and get people excited about what you're doing. And, and that yeah. is really the toughest part of the business. Yeah. That's a good point because you always think of, I mean, even with the podcast, I'm, my, my approach has always been if I make something, a really good product, yep. the, the following will happen. And it's it not true. It's absolutely <laughs> not true. You have it's, to get out there. You yeah. got it. Yeah. It's all about, I mean, what I'm finding this industry is all about gimmicks, man. There's yeah. a vodka that we always talk about. It's got, it's, it's this beautiful bottle that's got this like naked woman pinned on it and sells for $50 yeah. product in it's probably $2 uh, but it sells because of, because of the bottle right yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've that's got all sorts point. of stuff so you know we're learning and even Instagram Facebook whatever what hashtag do you choose is going to be the one that's going to get more fault Tempe Mesa yeah. Scottsdale I'm I'm learning that yeah. you know every day I'm getting new followers because I'm using the quote unquote right, right hashtags hashtag. to me yeah. it's frustrating like yeah. oh, oh so it's all about the hashtag well I mean sort of right yeah. you you've yeah. got to get people to see it somehow yeah um and what i was going to say about the water i don't know oh. sorry but what i mean about the water because we talked Fiji about Tempe. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah no um um the water here is actually really good for spirits okay. in tempe yeah um there's a lot of minerals and um it's hard right it's hard water yeah it's not good for drinking but it's great for spirits that's why right. tennessee and kentucky are known for having good bourbons and whiskeys and stuff because they have limestone, and the limestone deposits a lot of minerals in the water, and so they don't really have to filter it. They just bring it through. It's going to do a lot more interesting things um, to uh, your spirits. Okay. And so the only thing that we have to filter out is chlorine. Uh, and so right. to do that, I think it's a charcoal filter. Is that right? Yep. We run yeah. to a charcoal filter. Charcoal, that's it. Okay. And uh, it sometimes comes up in doers, sometimes doesn't. But a- anyway, that's that's something that's actually really good about this area. Yeah, I just thought right. I'd say that. Yeah. yeah. Something that doesn't always come up. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So we get to use local water. Now, if you, you know, beer brewers are almost always using reverse osmosis, you know, super pure water. Yeah. And then yeah. they actually add what they call beer salts. Yeah. Depending on the type of beer they're making, they're okay. mimicking the water of the region of the beer that that originally was created in. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, you find, you know, different beer styles happen in different parts of England or, you know, whatever you're talking about. It's yeah. all dependent on the water. Yeah. Um, as distillers, we just kind of naturally have a pretty good water source. Um, yeah. It actually could afford to be a little bit harder still, but oh, it, it works quite well as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's a, kind of a lucky happenstance for us yeah. to not have to go through that whole additional process. Yeah. See, I, don't, I don't even know anything about this. <laughs> I, yeah. I just assumed that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know beer salt. So Jeff and Kelly have been into <laughs> brewing for decades, right? Yeah. Which is really good because I came in and... I've been picking all of it. I didn't know. I didn't know shit about distilling in yeah. January. Yeah. I literally was. Like, I was like, "Hey, I'll just help my friends out." Yeah. But as I've learned, it's very interesting. And um, you know what? I think a lot of people don't know is that um, if you if you come to a distillery and take a tour and they give you a really good tour, you'll understand how beer and spirits are made because the first three of the four main major steps. So there's there's milling, there's mashing, there's uh, fermenting. And then there's distilling. Yeah. Um, the first three of those up to the fermentation is the same as brewing. It's just yeah. our formulas are you wouldn't want to drink the beer that we <laughs> oh, made. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah, it's made it's made to be it's made to be drank after it's been distilled. Yeah. Right. But same process. We do the same thing. In fact, all of the you know, the two row and everything that we get, we you know, it's the same stuff that you'll see at breweries. Yeah. So it's the same so it's pretty cool because I tell people, I'm like, all right, up to this point, we're still the same thing as brewers. We're still yeah. doing the same thing. And then I'm like, okay, we're moving over to the still. 
you know, we have distillers beer and brewers would have brewers beer and this was where they could dry hop or do whatever or bottle can, you know, cast condition or whatever, but yeah. they'd be done Yeah, and we keep going. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, you're really getting two for one. Yeah. So come visit us. No, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, like I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know. I and mean, once again, I don't, I don't heads and hearts and tails. I don't know about any, I didn't know about yeah. any Sounds of that. like a name of a band. That's like a really yeah. cool, heads, like, heads and tails. Band. That is cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 70s throwback. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. And people come in, oh, I've seen Moonshiners. I kind of know what's going on. I'm like, okay. I usually ask, so who's, who's been to a distillery before? Who's taken a tour? And not many people raise their hands, but we did have a guy come in one day who actually had worked for a, a big rum distillery in, um, God, I think it was, I think it was on an island somewhere for like a decade or something. So oh, he really? actually was able to like talk to us about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so when I was, it made me a little bit nervous because I'm giving the tour and I'm kind of look over at him every once in a while after I, after I said something. <laughs> he, he shakes yeah, his head. Yeah, guy. And he kind of just be like, you know, arms crossed, but you kind of, you know, shake his head. Yeah, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, completely okay, okay, okay I'm, getting, I'm getting it right. It <laughs> took me a couple months to actually give decent. Well, my tours were, were better than, you know, if you didn't know what was going on. But, yeah. uh, you know, now I, I've done a couple of mash runs. Um, you know, it's hard for me to, obviously I have a day job. So, yeah, uh, it's. It's a little hard for me to get in to do them, but uh, it's been super fun. So Kelly and Jeff, have, have they're very good at teaching, and uh, now I can continue and, and do the same thing. And it's it's very interesting to find out the nuances of all of this in the industry, and it's it's definitely a little bit more, practi well, more practical than aerospace engineering, you know, making yeah. rockets and stuff like that. It's, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, but it's, you know. But this is way harder. Right, but I say, I say like, oh, yeah, I'm an aerospace engineer, yeah. and they're like, people are like, oh, cool. I'm like, and I own a distillery, and they're like, what do you, you make? <laughs> you own a distillery? I'm like, yeah, I'm a partner at a distillery. And like my friends are like, oh, can you send me, you know, a bottle of bourbon? Can you send me this or that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll work on it. And yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool yeah. to be a part of something, you know, right. and to really, we're, you know, we've had our bourbon release and our whiskey release for a couple of months ago. And we, uh, we had, you know, a hundred plus people come in and the, like for seven hours, the distillery was packed. That was super cool. That was yeah. fun. It's like, yeah. we're actually like, yeah. You know, because you have you have days where no one comes in, or you have days where you have twenty or thirty people come in. Yeah. So to have all these people come back and to have new people come in, we had these three guys that came and were here for three hours, and they asked me to try on like different size shirts and stuff. And I just I remember they were awesome, but um, they wanted you they were to goofy, try on but shirts? they were funny. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just wanted to see something. Uh, and what right. I said about touching try people. Try this one. I'm try this one. <laughs> but uh, no, it was. No, but it, it was it was cool, right? Because we, you know, mouth by mouth West kind of posted on it, yeah. and um, it, it's super cool to see the support. You know, everyone's yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of people that are about local. There's still a lot of uphill, a, a large uphill battle that we're that we're we're fighting because there's three million people in the city, and we've probably had a thousand plus people come through. Right. Yeah, every but, um, weekend we evangelize to thirty more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah. and once, once again, you know, we're here to we're really really at the end of the day. We we want to primarily educate people. We we do make good spirits. Yeah. But what I like to tell people is, you know, we don't necessarily want you to come out of here drinking our spirits. Um, well, okay, we do. Yeah, but yeah. if you don't, it's <laughs> fine. Everyone has a different price <laughs> point. And stuff. But you, we want you to walk out with an understanding of how spirits are made. Yeah. Right. Because you don't you don't get. The, I've been to distilleries where you you know you walk in and there's a glass wall and you look out at their distillery, but you don't go in and take. Yeah, you don't know what's going yeah. on. Right. They'll say, oh, there's a yeah, still, there's, there's the mash tun, right. and. You know, since Jeff and Kelly actually made the stills, right? If something goes wrong, we know how to fix it. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing I try to say is we can come off as snooty or hoity-toity because we make, you know, like I said, okay, we're, we make our own stuff from scratch and not everyone does that. Fine. If, if you hate me because I said that, that's fine. But I will say that that means that there are way more steps in the process that we can make mistakes. Mm, it's true. So yeah. not only does that mean that, you know, so making – it's not trivial to make high quality spirits okay. that taste good. It's yeah. not, it, you know, so there is more to it than, than when I just, on top of when I just say, Hey, we make all of our stuff from scratch. It's not, I'm not liter I'm not trying to be snooty. I'm just in, 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 um, implied in all that is there's a lot of ways to mess up and we really have to work to, to not fall into those traps. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's when you when you're doing every everything from literally making the equipment. Right. Yeah, to, yeah. We, you know, putting on the labels. We put now with the wings, they're a lot easier. The 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 Fossil Creek has wings on both sides, but we literally put on both sides of the label on the other ones, um, and then we we you know we hand number them and all. Everything is manual. Everything yeah. is manual, yeah. right? Everything yeah. is manual. We work our we we you know it's hours of bottling. Yeah, but. Right. 
you know, we we signed up to do that, and um, you know, it doesn't necessarily the bottling doesn't necessarily make a better process, but it, it, it's just something where there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, right. And the labels are great too. You guys were telling me a story about the girl who did the does the labels for you guys. Does oh, the art? She's awesome. Yeah, yeah the moonshine when the bourbon next to each other. Yeah. It's now that we have them because for a while we only had the moonshine. I'm like, oh, and I literally have to bring over the box of labels and be like, okay, here's the bourbon label. We don't own the bourbon yet, but this is what it looks like. Because <laughs> yeah. the bourbon, it's the same spirit as yeah. the moonshine. It's yeah. just been in barrels for months. Or, okay. You know. Yeah. And so we so we have the same theme between the the moonshine label on the bourbon label, just the bourbon is a colored version. Yeah. And it's Weaver's Needle, label. like you said, and it's got right. the, it's got the Roadrunner. Right. And then the moonshine has the owl. Right? The owl and the moon, because it's moonshine. Yeah. And it's the same label, but it's yeah. whitewashed. So yeah. it's just got the silver instead right. of the, the orange. Right. And then the, the barcode. The barcode on the back of oh, yeah. is awesome. It's so. a water, it's a waterfall, for those of you who can't see it. Yes. Uh, it's a waterfall that bleeds into the barcode, and the barcode is a working barcode. Yeah. You know what? It turns out, I, did I tell you this? It's actually, this sort of idea is actually a thing. If you search on internet, there's a, there's a word for this concept. So here's an example. Somebody has one where it's, it's a barcode and it's flat, and then on top of it, there's a guy with a little guy with a lawnmower. And then beyond it, the tops of the barcodes, all the little lines are kind of spiky, oh, it looks like, like, like grass. uncut grass. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's a whole kind of... Huh bunch of themes like this and so cyan must have come maybe who knows if she just totally made right. it up at random or whatever but there's a few people doing this kind of yeah. artistic barcode so it's kind of a neat deal yeah that is pretty cool yeah it's cool and you know all of our stuff we want to be we want to have a local flair yeah. you know we want yeah. we want our labels to be something that you know we we the only grain that we can source here consistently throughout the year is our wheat okay um so uh, the wheat that we use is from a co-op in casa grand but everything else is not so we have to you know we have to be careful and say we don't we use local products when possible, but at the end of the day, it's all—it's at least made in our distillery here. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, that's the closest we can get. But we want the bottles to have a local flair, yeah. so that it, you know it reminds you of the desert. It reminds you of things around, you know, around in and around the state, so that yep. when you walk around, you can, you know, you can take it and be like, oh hey, um, you know, oh yeah, Papago, yeah, that's right near us, or you know, Peral yeah, I've seen Weaver's Needle. You know, we want people yeah. to recognize it. There's and the Peralta Trailhead. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't know what we're going to do. I'm not sure what we'll call the rye. Yeah, but, we got to uh, come up with a new one. Yeah, exactly. But Fossil, Fossil Springs is definitely, I think, the most uh, classy. Fossil, Fossil Creek. What did I say? Fossil, Fossil Creek. Springs. Fossil Springs. <laughs> yeah, we always, Same we're always, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's definitely the, the best label that we've done so far. You know, we, we went back and forth probably 20, 15 to 20 times with, well, can you tweak that? Can you tweak this? And then we printed it out and it doesn't look the same as when you, yeah. so there's, yeah. Everything. A lot gets, of heart and soul went into that label. Yeah, 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 but it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, and the and it accentuates the spirit, like the color with the spirit and the yep. tan on the back. It's yeah, it's a great. It's, it's awesome. Great bottle. Yeah. And yeah. Do you have a favorite? What did you, what did you like the best? Um, I would say um, I would say the fossil creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's sure. Everyone tries too. it. It's it's yeah. so yeah. easy drinking, man. Yep. It's so easy to yeah. drink. Yeah, Aaron, what would you say? You working on it? Working on it. Busy. The one that doesn't have a bottle yet. The, the first left one. Mesquite's mesquite. Mesquite. Yeah, that's so far just from smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really bold spirit. Quite interesting. Yeah, um, and I'm I know excited that you about that one. You aren't much of a well. Are you a spirit guy? I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love okay. Whiskey. I right. love whiskey. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. yeah. Nice. Scotch, um, bourbon. I, I prefer scotch as like my my main go to. Yeah, but um, but I love I love bourbon and I love rye whiskey. Nice. Uh, tap that easy rye. That'd be a good name for the rye. Tap that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. See, that sounds like you're about to give a little football tap. Right. Yeah. Tap that. <laughs> tap that. Yeah. Oh, go back to the theme of touching people and stuff. Oh, geez. <laughs> Here we go again. We're <laughs> done. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so, uh, all right, guys, let's wrap up. Is there Anything else that you guys want to want to add? Um, hmm, I don't know. Be adventurous, drink adventurous. There you go. <laughs> yeah. if, if you guys, yeah, if you guys have our, when you get our spirits, tag us. You know, we yeah. want to see what you're drinking. We want to see where you're drinking. If you guys want to see us in in bars and restaurants, we are the ones doing. There's literally there are three of us. Okay. We are all the ones doing the sales. We have a spreadsheet with probably eighty or ninety restaurants on it at this point and retailers. You know, we're the ones who are going to go out and and try to try to push the spirits. So, um, you know. Chase at Advent Stills or Kelly at Advent Stills. You can go to our website, www.adventstills.com and, you know, submit something if you want to have a private party or whatnot. But, yep. um, yeah, we are the ones doing the sales. So if you have a local watering hole that you want to see us at, you ask know, your bartender. Yeah, at, at, yeah, that's the best thing you can do. Ask your bartender or say, hey, you know, I, I've got this, this great place and uh, I really want to see you guys. Yep. Yeah, that, that helps. And you guys got something on the website too where you can find 
where your yeah, stuff's I, uh, I update the website with uh, where you can find us, okay. uh, bars, restaurants, and retailers. So you kind of yeah. have both. I say, uh, you know, where you can where you can get our stuff at bars, like what is there, um, both at bars and restaurants. So if well, you yeah, want a the Fossil yeah. Creek, uh, well, not maybe not all the restaurants have a Fossil Creek. So you can actually go and see, oh, okay, this one has Fossil Creek, and yeah. oh, it's near me. Yeah. You know, we're nice. trying to spread out yeah. to, to the valley. In fact, we have a place in uh, Prescott, and now a place in uh, Tucson that carries some of our stuff in the, yeah. the lodge of Antenna Canyon in Tucson. And then in Prescott, we have Taratai. They probably need to go back and visit them because they're probably out. But yeah. they had our gin and our moonshine <laughs> and our, uh, I think that might be it. Okay. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, come see us. Yeah, thank you very much, Eric. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for uh, Absolutely. Tap, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate cool. your guys' support too, you know? Um, I mean, it's a real tough job coming in, trying all this. Private tour, private tasting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, guys, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. If so, do us a favor subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Give us a rating and review if you're feeling up to it. Also, subscribe on YouTube. We've been putting out a lot of video content, so you don't want to miss out on any of that. Video content created by Aaron Marcus from 8AM Films. Awesome, awesome videographer, great teammate. Big shout out. Check him out at 8AM Films on Instagram. Always remember, stay awesome.